I know a lot of you guys, but I haven't got to spend like any time with you guys as a team. So I want to start off with just a few questions. So um, just, well, obviously we don't have time for everyone to talk, uh, but just a few people. Why did you guys decide, you know, to put in to come on the church plant team? Like, what, what were your reasons? Anyone? Years ago, whenever I started going to Greater Alton and putting a statement on the wall, just being honest here, that was why I went back. That was why I supported, you know, my daughter going and the change I see in her, and I just wanted to be a part of something like that, like planting churches. Awesome. Anyone else? For me, it's just like girls and Alex and just, just just being able to share the things that I've gone through that are very similar so that they're what they're going through and to just let them know that they're not alone and that there's something better. Want one or two more? Um for a longest time like um I always thought I had like a weakness with like talking to people and just being someone who is influential, but I had seen God like take what I thought was a weakness and make it a strength. And when like I started talking to people and I knew it was something I would want to do, like I could spread it. Like I could spread what God is showing me. I mean, truth is, we can go on and on, like, we could spend our entire time probably answering just this question. And something that you guys need to know is I believe that all of you guys are pure in heart with the reasons that you wanted to go, but going on a plant and the things that we're going to talk about, it's going to test your motive. Your motives are going to be tested whenever you go out. Was it really all about the good and the godly, or was it about maybe how you look and the feeling and the, and the different things like that? And that's not to discourage you. It's things that I battled with, too. So a lot of the things that Ben and I are going to talk about, uh, it may sound like we're coming from a place of strength. No, we're coming from a place of extreme weakness and a lot of hard lessons learned and things that we want to share with you guys so that way when you go out, even though you're never really fully ready to go out, you'll at least have heard this stuff, have thought about it, have talked about it, have asked each other to hold each other accountable to some of the things that we talk about today. So I have one more question. Um, in a year from now, or two years from now, in your mind, the perfect first or, two, first or second year, the plant is going awesome. What's that look like to you? Uh, two or three on this one. What's the, like, the perfect plant look like to you guys? For me, I think it would be a bunch of people who didn't know Christ before, knowing them, but having life change, not just coming to church, but having a major life change. Um, and for me, not to be the same, for me to be different, and to be more mature, and to be bolder, also.
So many people. So many people. Yeah. <laughs> One or two more? I think of like, well, I know we don't necessarily have like the idea or like know exactly how it's going to go down to like the NASA ministry or anything yet, but I would say like having a functional NASA ministry that really is like giving back. Because like healing is a choice in the heart, something that I do feel like a lot of people in the community want that, we need that healing. And so I look at that, and then obviously because we are so prevalent in the campus ministry, like I do dream for like, you know, the next best friend, or like the next girl, and having like, not just in campus, but just functional ministry, honestly, because I do feel like we struggle. <laughs> Can I get one guy to go? Yeah, I think uh, whenever I think about it, what <laughs> In a couple years, what it looks like, yeah, I think I see all people's the campus, youth, the kids, like I see them all thriving and growing. Um, not just in numbers, but like Ariel said, in, in life change and that strength. And not only that, I see like for it to be good, I see all of those ministries functioning together and supporting one another, not just being independent ministries, but that support and that challenge and that growth come from every ministry for each other. Just on a side note, it's really cool to hear Cody talk like that because there's been uh, Cody is someone that I that kind of helped reach out to to see him like where he's at. And it's really cool to hear that. So if you can go in 30 seconds, I'll let you go too. Oh, I was just gonna say um, a church that's kind of the centerpiece of the community, uh, just one that is where you know people flock to it not just on Sundays but on all other days, different things. And guys, it's honestly, it's just really cool. It's encouraging to hear the few answers that we got to hear, to see the look on some of your guys' faces. Like, I really want to go, but I know I can't go. To, like, that want to, to talk about this. There's two things that you guys need to know, like, about those dreams. And obviously, those, it's not going to go perfectly. It's just not. I wish I, wish I could tell you that you're going to go out and everything is going to boom, 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 and it's going to all fall into place. But there's going to be challenges. But the two things... Is God longs for you to succeed, and He's put you in posi- position to do so. He's put you around the right people at the right time and in the right place to succeed and carry out this this vision and this dream. And two is is you know the rest of the kingdom wants you to do that. And you've got a church 25 minutes down the road, and then you've got a church an hour down the road that are pulling for you. And then you hear people from Tulsa, I'm praying for you guys as plants, and the people in Atlanta, we're praying for your plants. The the kingdom is behind you as well. And for me, that was encouraging when we went out, and I hope that is the same for you. So we've identified a few areas that could derail or slow down your guys' dream, um, God's dream, and your guys' plans uh, for the area here. So first, and this is something that I, I absolutely, I don't like doing, but many of you guys will know since you, you guys have known me, um, is dealing with hard things and having those hard conversations. Cody's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Cody, where where would we go at Lindenwood? Swing behind Kramer. <laughs> yeah, we hey Cody, meet me at the swing, and he'd be like, oh no, oh man, and we'd sit there and we'd swing and we would talk about life, and sometimes it would be me hitting him over the head with God's word, and sometimes it would me want to hit him over the head with my hands, um, but dealing with the hard stuff. So there's kind of two areas in this. There's the situations, and then there's like decisions that you have to deal with. And first. Um, is anyone here, uh, I just did like an in-depth study of the book of Joshua. Uh, Joshua 7, does anyone know just off the top of their head what that is? Aiken? Yeah, Aiken. You know, and sin in the camp. 
You know, God gave them a very specific plan. This is what you're to do. Achan breaks the plan, and they had momentum going. They had a lot of really good things going. They were conquering. God said, I'm going to give you the land. Every place that you set your foot, that is going to be your land. Then they go to Ai, right, and they get routed. And men, their brothers died because a man disobeyed God. And so then God reveals a sin in the camp. Achan dies and his whole family die. And so guys, you're going to get, you're going to get momentum going. And if there's sin in the camp, that's going to derail God's dream and God's mission and the dreams that you guys had here. So you've got to take it seriously because it'll kill you. It'll kill your relationships. It'll kill your brothers in arms, sisters in arms. Right? Uh, it destroys. It destroys your influence, your relationships. Um, honestly, guys, if, if Max were here, I was going to have Max talk. I know Max said that he's been really, really very open with you guys about the things... You know, he was on our church, <laughs> and then he wasn't. You know, I, to go downstairs into his, his room and to find things on, on his laptop and then to find out other things that he was being dishonest about, like, that derailed things. Um, it kills momentum. It steals focus. Instead of Ben and I dealing with the community, we were having, like, weekly and sometimes multi-weekly conversations, hours and upon hours, conversations trying to get his heart right and eventually we had to send him back and there were other uh, Nick Binger that sent back because there was sin in the camp and that derails things so you need to know that your personal walk with God it's obviously it's first and foremost your responsibility and you need to be right but when you're not right it hurts everything and honestly guys it creates doubt in the camp I, I, I had people asking me about Max and people asking Ben about Max, so not only are we dealing with Max with Max, then we're having to tell you, well, hey, if you're worried about Max, let's go talk to Max. You know, and then it creates doubt. You know, if I don't know the things that my brothers are doing and I don't know if I can count on them, it creates doubt in me, and I'm a fairly connected person. Um, and guys, I think something, too, for us, um, it, it, it created an, an excuse as to why things weren't going well. And that was another thing that that derailed stuff. Oh, if Max hadn't have done this, right? Uh, situations with their building, right? Oh, that's why. That's why things aren't going. You want to be able to look at God and just be able to go. And so you got to deal with sin in the camp. Um, so first and foremost, I said, you got to focus on keeping God's commands and, and obeying them. But sadly, guys, there's going to be times where we just don't do that whether it's times where we don't realize that it's happened and we've just drifted. If you, if you think about, if I want to go 10 miles straight and I veer off just a little bit here in 10 miles, I'm going to be way off. You hear about boating captains, they're just a couple degrees off on their thing in, in this open ocean. You're way off. Sometimes you don't realize that you've, that you've gone off, off the rails. Other times we pridefully push it down we minimize it. We say it's not a big deal. We make exceptions for where we're at, situational. Well, if this weren't happening, like this week, I am so glad to be here. But just complete honesty on my end, you know, we've got the wedding this week that I'm in later today. So we've got the bachelor parties and the rehearsals. And then 
trying to be a dad, taking my son to his disc golf league, and then last night was Audrey's recital, and then on Sunday we leave for camp, and last night, Mayor Maria got in a huge fight. And not huge, but like just a stupid fight over dumb things because I was overwhelmed. And during the thing, I was being prideful. I didn't want to admit that I was being rude. I didn't want to admit that I was being mean, and I, I settled in and I justified it, and we all do that. So there's a sin that we can take care of. But eventually, if you don't take care of it, you're gonna settle in and your heart becomes hard. It hardens up and your heart will become hard. And how can you love God and love people with a hard heart? And that's why dealing with sin and not allowing sin into the camp is such a big deal. So, and to those, so this is just my opinion. This isn't in scripture. Um, I don't think Achan woke up that morning and was just complete follower of God. Just like, I'm going to do whatever. I would never disobey God. I would never steal. Alright? I don't think Achan woke up this, this saint and then went to bed with a pile of loot underneath his rug. I think there were warning signs in his life that would have pointed to that. When you look at Judas in the New Testament, there were warning signs that God planted for us here in Scripture to see the condition of his heart. So I think there's things that we, as a group, and as a body, and as a kingdom, can do to keep sin out of the camp. First of all, we got to get to ourselves. But then there's going to be people around you and talks that you need to have. And that's where I would think, like I said, I think this is one of the things I hate doing, but I, I think there would be several of you that would stand up and say, PCs have this kind of talk with me. Right? So, so what, what do you do? And, and one thing is, is I just want to you are your brother's keeper. Alright? <laughs> you are your brother's keeper. You need to make sure when you see something, you're saying something. So if, if you don't do it, you're not being loving, you're being selfish. In John 15, 13, the greatest way to show love for friends is to die for them. There's, you don't want to do this, so when you do it, you're dying to yourself and you're serving them. That's a form of love. And so you need to know that when someone's coming to you, it's hard, right? It's hard for them to do that. They're actually trying to love you and they're not trying to hurt you. All right? So reality check, your brother and sister could fall. Their relationship with God could die if you don't say anything. So imagine when you die, you're going up the escalator to heaven, right? All right. Going to party with the king. And on the way down, you see the person to your right or to your left going down. And they just look at you. And they're real sad, like the puppy dog eyes, and they're going down the escalator. Right? Why didn't you say anything? All right? How would that make you feel? All right? So the bottom's going to fall out. The church plant will fail. Uh, you will not have furthered God's kingdom. And you won't have gained anything. You're going to lose everything. Those dreams that we had, those dreams are gone. You have to be willing to deal with the hard stuff. So what do you do before dealing with the hard stuff? you got to check the log in your own eye. Right? you got to check yourself. Uh, Matthew 7. You can see the speck in your friend's eye, but you don't notice the log in your own eye. How can you say, my friend, let me take the speck out of your eye when you don't see the log in your own? And in Galatians 6.1. Brothers, if someone is caught in sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. Restore him gently. And there's not a perfection in that, right? Where you're perfect. You must walk the walk. You need to check your motive. You know, is it sin or is it just something that bothers me? 
Because I am, uh, I can be annoyed. I'm, a, I'm an annoying person, but I'm also an easily annoyed person. And before I deal with something, I have to say, is this sinful or do I just not like it? Right? Because then you get nitpicky and then people won't want to listen to you. Uh, but watch your, but watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. That's the second part of Galatians 6.1. Tempted how? Pride, arrogance, a skewed motive, your own evil desires, Satan, or how the person might receive the message. Right? If you don't check yourself and you go in with an impure motive and then the person responds poorly, well, guess how you're going to respond? Most likely you're going to respond poorly. All right, so you pray and be ready to forgive. Season it with grace. Ephesians 4.32 Be kind and tender to one another. Forgive each other just as God forgave you because of what Christ has done. So you take care of yourself in your own relationship with God and then when you see it, you take care of yourself again and make sure there's probably a, a bit of maybe even advice, not gossip, because if you're going to someone and you're not dealing with it, that's gossip. But make sure your motives are pure. So how to deal with sin in the camp? First and foremost, go in love. Go because you care about the person. Gently restore, speak the truth in love. Um, get the whole story. Let them hear let, Hear them out. There's this, a spot, I could not find it for the life of me, where in the Old Testament, uh, a group is going to go in and they're going to slaughter people, and then they get the whole story, and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> get the whole story before you go in. Um, remember that you can only do your part. Matthew 18. If your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens to it, you have won your brother back. If he listens. There's a choice. You have your responsibility. That person has their responsibility. Um, take someone else. The second part of that is go take other brothers and sisters with you. All right? Someone that you know is going to be spiritual. All right? Not someone that you know is just going to take your side. Um, don't give up on the person and continue to try to set an example for them. In everything, um, I just talked about, it requires faith. Faith that God is going to be faithful to his promises. So we need to choose faith in this stuff. Alright, so, so I talked about situations, the situation dealing with sin in the camp and our own sin. Uh, next is decisions. And these are just hard things that people have had to sacrifice, or maybe that they didn't sacrifice, that caused us problems. Okay, so... Um, being faithful with the little things, and Ben's going to talk about this later, right? And our own personal growth, right? Um, follow up to events and event planning. It's so easy to throw these big events, but then we get and we get busy. Oh, the relief! Oh, spectacular! It's done. We just spent two weeks of working on this every night, and finally it's done. I want a little break. No, that's the time to step it up even more and to get in there with follow-up and the numbers that you met and the people that you met and, and, and different things like that. Um, staying consistent with the people that you meet, just out and about in the community. Making sure that you're doing that. Um, and then sacrificing for the kingdom. All right? Uh, for us, that was having to get up early to set up. And I feel like every other week we're having to remind our church planners. And guys, I just want you to know something. This group is going to be held to a higher standard or should be held to a higher standard than the people that you reach. Yeah. You signed up for this. They're signing up for the kingdom of God. And that, that's going to look different for them. They may jump on because they see your enthusiasm and your example, but you signed up for something more. So for us, getting up early, like I don't hold Edie and Rachel to the same standard, but I hold Meg and Kaylin and the, the, the other people. I don't. Uh, as far as just getting up early and setting up, um, 
you volunteered for the service. Uh, guys, missing church service. Um, and I know there's there's vacations and there's things like that. Marie and I, we don't miss a church service for vacation. At least not yet. There will be times where we can go, we can go other places and learn from them and things like that. When a leader or a planner is gone, you guys are in a leadership role, um, that leaves a big hole. So at any point, we I mean, we had one couple, one year missed like three or four church services in a year for like little mini vacations they were doing. And I, I, I tell everyone, take a family vacation. Take it. Right? But no, the missing church services leaves a big hole. Um, vacations, mi- uh, missing events, that leaves another huge hole. And that's when you signed up for this, you signed up for all of that. All right? And that's a hard decision, dealing with hard things. Um, guys, and the one thing is, I'm not telling you not to have kids, not by any means. But when you have a kid, the getting, getting to church five minutes before, like that's good for a few weeks, get your feet under you. I understand if the kid isn't sleeping well and things like that, but get there early. Kids learn that purpose and that responsibility super young. And so taking them there and showing them, hey, we get there early, we're sacrificing for the kingdom. Then they get to see their lives change and the sacrifice and people being baptized and they're like, oh, that's why we get there early. My kids are five and six years old and they get that. So making sure that you're part of that team and that you're not leaving a hole. And if you do have to miss and there's just, this is the absolute only time we can do vacation, talk with your leadership. Make sure things are, are being taken care of, okay? Um, and one thing that Ben and I learned a lot from is not being afraid to make the decision to let someone fail a little bit. You can't do everything for everyone, all right? And so, um, A, that might be with their own sin, but that might be with a task that you've assigned them. You can check on them, but coach them up in the good and coach them up in the bad. Let them fail, let them feel the sting a little bit so they can grow into something more. Because they're not growing if they're not failing sometimes. Um, all right, what time is it? Perfect. Okay, so I've got three questions, and I don't know if you guys have, like, do the campus students or random, we could number off, like, old school, one, two, one, two, one, three, or whatever. Okay, so questions. Are you typically a person that shies away from dealing with the hard stuff? Are you typically a person that shies away from dealing with the hard stuff? And why do you feel that is the case? Because remember, I gave some reasons of when you don't do that, what it is. It can be selfish. It's unloving. I think you need to take that into account when you answer that second question. Um, Two, what is the result of failing to deal with the hard stuff? And three, I laid out some some decisions at the end there. Of those decisions, which one do you think might be the hardest for, for you to make? Is it just dealing with sin? Is it the sacrificing for the kingdom? Um, is it letting people fail? Um, being faithful with the little things? What might catch you up in that? And how can the people in the group hold you accountable? Ben, was there any question that maybe jumped out at you? Okay, so we are going to get back together.